Welcome to episode 26 of the Writing and Publishing Erotica podcast. I am H.K. Kiting. And I'm Dean Chills, and we're your hosts for the show. This is the podcast where we talk about writing and publishing in general, and include the occasional tidbit about erotica specifically. Do we give away our surprise now? If you find you enjoyed this podcast, or find it helpful, then review us on iTunes. Also, be sure to check out our books and other things at sexyfic.com. Sexyfic.com. You said other things this time. Because we have audiobooks now. Some of our books are in audio. Yeah. Yeah. And they are awesome audiobooks. Yeah. yeah. I have three out there now that are in audiobooks. Well, I was just about to ask you what's new, so that's yeah, my, what's new? That's my big news. The Long Night and Buried Love and My Turn in the Barrel are all out there as audiobooks now. And I'm going to be putting them all out there as audiobooks gradually. Eventually, yeah. It, t- it takes some time to convert them to audiobooks. There's some time investment in that, but yeah, I'm going to do them all. Yeah, long-time readers have heard me mention audiobooks before. I've got... I don't know, at least a dozen of them out there, and they're, they're still coming slowly but surely, and audiobooks are fun. Uh, my latest published book is Darwin's Dominatrix, a straight BDSM fiction story. came out a couple weeks ago, and it's burning off the charts on Amazon and all the usual places, so check that out in paperback or ebook. There's some bondage and water play, isn't? Oh, oh yeah. He, she, she dunks him in the pool. Oh yeah, yeah. It's naughty. Yeah, they do hot, sexy things in the pool. We do a lot of gay things, but we do some straight ones too. So we we got all the bases covered there. Mm-hmm. My last published book is a gay one called The Trial, where a older master, slightly older master, is testing out a young new protege who may become his slave, slash lover, slash live-in. Kinky stuff happens. Kinky, sexy things. Wait, you wrote stuff about kinky stuff? Yep. Kinky, sexy things. Huh. Well, that's unusual. Okay. Yeah, imagine that. So, you know, pool dunkings and kinky, sexy stuff, depending on what you're looking for. Yeah. You'd think almost we were like erotica writers. Yeah. Kinky bondage erotica writers. Yeah. Yeah. So it's only been like a couple of days since our last podcast. Three days? Four days? Yeah. Actually, we I think it was September. So <laughs> oh, we're bad. Yeah, we're very bad. <laughs> yeah, we're not really lazy. The fact is, we're kind of just running out of things to say. Kind of. We've never been big believers in just got to put out a show every week just because you got to put out a show every week. Kind of been waiting for news or developments to talk about what's new in publishing. And in all honesty, things, things have not changed that much since September. And we've been busy with other stuff. We have. The audiobooks yeah. and writing and many other projects going. Yeah. We have a new podcast in the works, which we would love to tell you about. If you want to ask by email, we will tell you about that. This is probably in the place to push that one. Because we'll be using our true names in yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah. So a little less anonymous. So if, 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 if you're fans of Henry and Dean. If you like the mellow sound of our voices conversing. And talking about stuff. We can talk about other things other than writing romance. (laughs) And we're going to in our newest podcast on another station. Yep. Email deanchills at gmail.com if you'd like more information. Okay, so anyway, that is not really an announcement. Do we have an announcement? Hey, this is going to be our final sexyfic.com 
writing and publishing erotica podcast. Now, sexyfic.com will still stay around. The website will still be there. Our books will all still be there. We've kind of moved our focus away from writing and more toward audio for a while. So there might not be a lot of new titles published. Uh, There's going to be new audio coming out and published books here and there, at least through the summer of 2016. We're slowing down on the writing and publishing of Erotica for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know the Darwin's Dominatrix that I just mentioned was the first thing I've done probably just about since September in Erotica. I've done some other things nonfiction-wise, but I have mostly been editing other people's stories and doing the audiobooks. We've been for hire for uh, other people's... uh, So for all of you that are out there writing your erotica and non-erotica and fiction and non-fiction and mysteries and horror and suspense and sexy stuff, and you want to turn it into an audiobook, we're good at doing that. We can do that. We can make that happen for you. Check out the samples from both of us, HK Kiting and Dean Chills, on audible.com or most of our books that are available on Amazon if you want to hear samples of our work. Mm-hmm. Okay, meanwhile, we have... An actual topic to talk about today. This was an email that I'm quite honestly been sitting here since February. From uh, who is this from? Oh, this is from Dandelion McSmithereens. What an awesome name! Yeah, I bet they weren't born with that name. No, I think that's their real name. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Dandelion writes in, and he has a couple of questions for us. Uh, first one is about points of view: first person versus third person. Which is better? Depends on how you're writing, what you're writing. Yeah, and Dandelion asks, what are the benefits or shortcomings of either when writing erotica, particularly the sex scenes? Also, any tips when writing from the point of view of another gender or orientation? Okay, just to clarify what it is we're talking about, first person is when you write from the point of view of yourself. I did this, and I did that, and I touched hair, and I felt this, and... I put my finger here, and I pulled down this person's garment, and I did this, and and I I did that. And I laughed as they squealed in delight. That's first person. Yeah, when when I, the character I, am doing all the action. Third person is when he or she, or depending on where you're coming from, maybe it's an it, is doing something. And you can talk about multiple people at once that way. Fred did this and touched her there, and then she did this and touched him there, and then they both looked over and saw Clara, who was doing this, and... Yeah, you can be at the sort of an omnipotent voice when you're in third person. Yeah, so which one is better for writing erotica? Well, I know I've done it both. My my Rick and Owen breath play series, that was all done through first person, the, from the point of view of Rick. He talks about, I met Owen and we went to this place and then I did that. And it's all from his point of view. And... It all happens basically in the present tense from his point of view, and it seems to work for that one. Mm -hmm. So, Henry, do you have any that are written in first person? I do, definitely. I have some of each. Um, Actually, one of the audiobooks that I just did, My Turn in the Barrel, is first person. It's the slave's point of view, what is being done to him and from his point of view. Any examples of third person? Um, One of the others that I just did, The Long Night. Ah. is uh, third person, talks about all the characters in a narrative. Well, there's two main characters. One of the ones we just collaborated on not too awful long ago, BMX Boys, was also done in third person. Mm -hmm. Two guys 
The biggest problem I can think of with first person that people tend to get carried away on a lot of time is exposition, where first person goes on and on and on telling the story rather than doing the story. That's kind of a trap that some writers will fall into. And it sounds better, I think, a lot of times in third person if you've got a lot of explanation to do to do it in that third person. If the scenery and surroundings are important and it takes a lot of description and explanation of what the, the, the room looks like, what the bed is like, what the, the building is like, and things like that, quite often it is better to go third person. Mm -hmm. If it's much more of a, a smaller story, two people together, and you're mostly telling what I did and what he did or what she did, and sometimes first person can be the better way to go. There's no guaranteed definite right or wrong way to do this. They both work. Sometimes first person is a little more, well, personal. You can explain maybe what the feelings are, a little more detailed. If it's something you personally are really turned on by, in the case of erotica, maybe first person is a more, more natural way to go as you explain what you like or what you really did in some cases. And it also puts the reader in a, a different state of mind. Uh, if you're in first person, I think it tends to be easier for them to imagine that it's them. If you're writing the story that I, I went to the this place and I did this thing with this person, it reads like you are there with the narrator and you're being told a story firsthand. Whereas if you're hearing about what he or she did, that, sound, that feels an awful lot like you're reading a story. It's less, less personal. Mm-hmm. Have you seen any successes or failures of the things that you have read, one way or the other? Something that really just didn't work as first person. Just that example that I gave of somebody really going into, I mean, like, you know, imagine you walk into a room and, you know, you're meeting this other person. You don't look around the room and describe the curtains and the walls and the wallpaper and the ceiling and, and all the sounds around and you know, it's more of a, you walk in the room and you look around, you glance around. It's a nice room. It's decorated well. And here's this person and you do this, you know, talk to this person. Um, yeah, I mean, other than that example where, where some first persons just go on and on unrealistically, you know, you don't really do that in first person generally. Well, with erotica <clears throat> in general, I think a lot of description may be overkill. Mm -hmm. If you're going into someone's you know, like a dungeon or torture room or something like that for the fetish scene. You may want to describe the tables and the frames and the equipment hanging on the walls and the, the marks on the floor and things like that. That that definitely is definitely contributes something. Definitely at least some, but not three pages of it. But if you're going into a fairly typical bedroom, you should mention that maybe it's a four-poster bed, if that's relevant or something. But for the most part, everyone knows what a bed is. Nobody cares what color the comforter is. It's maybe a little too much detail. For first person. Yeah. I think you can get away with it more in third person. I think erotica in general tends to lean a lot more toward first person than a lot of other genres do. Mm -hmm. Science fiction stories, horror stories, told from the point of view of, you know, the main character, doesn't work quite as well. Erotica is generally much more personal, and first person seems to work better, I think. We talked about first person, we talked about third person. There's another one, second person, that you almost never see. The one we didn't talk about is second person point of view, and this is you. You get up in the morning, you put on your clothes, 
you walk down the street and you see this girl that you've been looking at for the past six years. You finally get up the courage to talk to her. You look in her direction and she sticks out her tongue at you. You walk away in shame. This is a second person story because you are the main character. And you hardly ever see that because, well, maybe you don't really do those things. You don't hang your head in shame. You don't like girls. Uh, you wouldn't walk down the street. There's so many different ways you can get this wrong. Things that just completely do not apply to your reader. Second person generally just is really hard to do. Mm -hmm. If you try to make anything personal, you're going to get it wrong. To me, I know now I know what you're talking about with second person. It, it almost seems more like a puppet master kind of way of writing. You're pulling the strings on, you know, as you write it, you're pulling mm -hmm. the strings on this character. Yeah. Tell, telling what you, you did this and you did that and you will do this and you thought this. And... Yeah, so second person, I mean, you can do it. I've read things like, you can do it. You may have read things like this. <laughs> you probably will not want to do this on your own. I am talking to you because this is a second person instruction set. You will go to sexyfic.com and buy a copy of everything we have. And you will do it <laughs> twice. See, there's the puppet mastery <laughs> thing. <laughs> We're really not recording in the middle of the street, but it does sound like it sometimes. And our audiobooks do come out better quality, I promise. We have an actual sound booth and soundproofing and professional equipment. Well, this is professional equipment, but... Professional equipment in a bedroom because we won't both, won't both fit in that sound booth. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, for pardon our background noise here. Okay, so uh, he also writes, Do you have any tips for writing other genders or orientations? <clears throat> So you are, we are both guys. We are both gay. Um, I've written some straight stuff. Have you written it from the girl's point of view? I have not. I've never done first person of a woman. I've done third person female characters. I've never done first person, but I could. I'm trying to think if I ever have. I don't think I've ever written one from the girl's point of view. Yeah, so there you go. There's no reason you couldn't. Just don't focus on it too awful much. And don't forget and say, you know, talk about your penis. Girls, if you're not supposed to have one. If you're the first person female character. Yeah. Wow. Well, okay. some, some females have one, but that's complicated. Well, how about other yeah. orientations? Because I know we both have written both all, all various types. We've done straight, and I've even done a little bit of lesbianism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so have I. A little bit. Uh, you know, two-way, three-way, multiple-way. The fundamentals. I've never done aliens, but... Uh, <laughs> it, I mean, yeah. We've done shapeshifters. That's close. Yeah, okay. That's yeah, right. Yeah, the, uh, the shape well, land shift land shift tales. Shiftland tales. Yeah. One and two, right. Yeah, that had some creatures. Tentacle yeah. porn. Mm-hmm. Mm, tentacles. Mm. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, so was, are there any tricks to doing other orientations? Well, the fundamentals are the same. I mean, people are... People or aliens or shapeshifters or, you know, when it comes to sex, the basics are the same. The specifics are different. But there's a lot of things that are in common with no matter what genre or gender orientation. And you can also read, you know, if you want to write some straight erotica, read some straight erotica. Give if you it. want to write gay erotica, read gay erotica, yeah. Yeah. Give the trick is idea. not to fall into just gen generic stereotypes. I read this one author, and she writes straight romance, 
but there's a, usually a gay character involved, and the gay character is always some sort of flamboyant interior decorator or swishy, flashy, you know, very stereotypical gay character. And to be honest, I know quite a few gay people, and most of them aren't like that. It's a stereotype, mm -hmm. and you've got to watch out for that. Just like not all lesbians are, you know... Well, there's a stereotype of some lesbians. truck yeah, driver-looking yeah. women. I mean, that, this is not the way it typically works. That wear flannel and will beat you up if you look at them. You know, <laughs> you know, that certainly some are like that, but be careful of yeah, stereotyping all of your characters in those stereotypes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, not all gay characters are interior decorators. And not all lesbians wear flannel and drive trucks. But all straight men drive trucks and wear cowboy hats, right? You're stereotyping. See? Careful careful with your straight characters, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, basically, just remember that everybody is a real person, and occasionally you can have a stereotypical flamboyant gay person or a, a macho cowboy straight guy or something, but for the most part, just write normal characters and let them fall in love with whoever they want. That's usually the way it works. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that is the first topic from Dandelion McSmithereens. He also writes in a second question, describing group play. Beyond threesomes or even foursomes, say you have a pivotal plot point which takes place during an orgy. How much balance should be given to describing the scenery? not just the action between the key characters. I think we kind of just talked about that a little bit. A little bit. If the scenery is important, then you should describe it. If you're having an orgy in a dining room, well, you're going to say that there are tables and chairs and maybe a chandelier to hang from. And what props they're using and how much whipped cream is involved and things but, like that. But, yeah. you know, the brand of forks that they use and uh, the color of the carpet is probably not all that relevant. You do have to kind of, if you're doing third person, you have to keep track of where everybody is and what everybody's doing. If you're in first person and writing an orgy scene, you know, you can mention these other people, but then, you know, if the character's focus turns to one person, you wouldn't have to keep mentioning what everybody else is doing, if that makes sense. So with a threesome or a foursome, is there anything special about writing from points of view or... Uh, where the action is. Usually I would just focus on one main character and say what's happening to that main character. Mm -hmm. Well, the only time that I've written more than four at once is uh, Jake's Job, which was a straight erotica, where he goes on an interview and ends up having sex with six women at once. They lay him on a boardroom, and he's got one for each hand, one for each foot, one for his naughty bits, and one is sitting on his face. So in reality... But it's about him. I mean, he, the, the main focus is on him, but then I had to mention, you know, because it was one room and it's all going on at once, I had to mention all six women and what was going on with them, you know, and keep track of everybody. And it seemed like it was a very well <clears throat> choreographed thing. They e had each a, girl took one arm, each girl yes, took one leg. They had it planned. Yeah, it, yeah. Wasn't, it wasn't him doing it. It was them more or less doing it to him. They probably have done this before and had a, had a plan of, you know, who goes where. If each of them were doing their own thing, it would get very complicated very quickly. It could have been a lot more chaotic, yeah. 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 In which case, I mean, is a six-way sex scene even really possible with six different people doing their own things? 
I mean, I guess it probably is. They're going to pair off somehow or another, most likely. Yeah, yeah. There's Otherwise, there's only so much that one pile. person can do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I would say probably just break it down into however the individuals pair off, or if they go into a group of three, that's not that much harder to deal with three. But, um, yeah, break it down. How do you do any big job? One step at a time. That's right. Break it into small parts. <laughs> Okay, uh, and a third question. Dandelion McSmithereens has been busy. Finally, why erotica? This is simply a question for the two of you. Why did you choose to pour your efforts into this genre? For me, this is from Dandelion, for me it started as a one-person audience serial project for a very depressed friend. While it brought her joy, she started sharing it with others, and it sort of took on a life of its own. She passed away and I shelved it, seeing as its reason for being was gone. Recently, my wife urged me to revisit it to honor my friend's memory. That's been my motivation. What is yours? Okay, so why are you writing erotica? Well, mine started out as a very short couple of fantasy pieces that I had written a long time ago. And then... Uh, self-publishing came along, and self-publishing became pretty easy to do, and I decided to expand them out into full-fledged stories and put them out there, and one thing led to another, and those did pretty good, and so then I just kept coming up with more stuff and making more little stories, and because it was just something that I enjoyed and something I could do, basically. How about you? I have to be a little more honest about it. I'm just, you know, writing for the market. Okay. Fair uh, enough. I Fair had enough. heard for a long time yeah. that erotica, you can put out little short stories and people will buy them. Mm -hmm. So I could write a story that comes to seven or 8,000 words. It's a completely, a completely enclosed story with a beginning, a middle, and an ending that isn't terribly complicated. Usually there's only two characters, mm -hmm. and people can get a lot of <clears throat> pleasure out of those. <clears throat> yeah. Well, people do seem to enjoy them and keep buying our stuff. We, and put, we put them out and they sell, so that's right. what the heck. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. people enjoy them, and they you can go through several of them on a weekend if you want to, and they're short. They don't take a great deal of mental energy or planning to write. I hear people that agonize for a year and a half about every book that they write, and I admire those people. That takes a lot of work, and usually they're fantastic stories. But, you know, I like being able to write a new story every other week. Mm -hmm. it, yeah. It, uh, if I try to write a 100,000-word novel, I'm going to get bored halfway through and give up. With an erotica novel, I can come up with an idea and have a story done in under two weeks. I know the original plan was to do it like every four or five days, but that, that seems to be... Oh, yeah, I've... I've unattainable had, to keep that up. I've so. had ambitions plans of, you know, putting it out one a week or every, you know... Yeah. multiples a week and well, there's too much other stuff going on yeah <laughs> as, as a sideline or a hobby type job one every other week is really really actually very productive yeah it is so yeah basically i did it because i can put out something short every couple weeks and it's a complete thing that doesn't feel doesn't feel rushed and doesn't feel too short it's what the market wants yep Okay, and just a final little P.S. here from Dandelion McSmithereens to wrap this up. P.S. My wife enjoys your podcast as well. Although when she first heard you two discuss the story, My Second Date with Santa, she screamed, No, no, that's wrong. The fact that there's a second date makes it doubly wrong. All I could do is laugh. 
though. There you go. You need to make a third date with Santa. You know, I was going to this past Christmas, and I got busy and never got to it. Maybe next year we'll have a third and fourth date. Maybe make a double long story or something. Yeah. So yeah, my date with Santa, my second date with Santa. Apparently that offends the Santa fanatics. So, okay. want to thank Dandelion Mix... Dandelion McSmithereens for the letter. And basically, we want to wrap up the show because, you know, things don't change that much. And we feel guilty about waiting so long between episodes, and this way we won't have to feel guilty between episodes. <laughs> we can just say, this is the last episode. Yeah. Back in September, we kept figuring we would do it every week or every other week the way we've been doing it. And, you know, one thing and one thing after another got in the way. Between busyness with other projects and not having enough to talk about. Yeah. And we're not <laughs> dead and we haven't quit writing. It's just, you know, the podcast has gotten shoved off to the pack and delayed so many times. So we figured rather than just pod fade, we would sign out and call it done. If you want to keep in touch with us... Go over to sexyfic.com and there's a little sign-up box in the top right-hand corner to be notified about updates to the website. Yep. If we do ever bring back the podcast or start another one or whatever may come up in the future, you'll be notified on that. It's uh, We don't send out spam emails every week or anything like that. We don't spend, send out spams at all, just updates to the site. So, yeah, feel free to go over and sign up for that, and you'll be notified if anything interesting comes up. Yep, anything, any new new titles, new audios, yeah, any news, there's the place to check it out, sexyfic.com. And we're not going to delete the podcast or anything like that, so, yeah, definitely go to iTunes and leave us a review if you like the show, and we get some other people listening, and, and there's no telling what might happen. And, again, we really would like to hear from you. If you have a comment or complaint or anything else, mail us at sexyfic at gmail.com or stop by sexyfic and leave a voicemail on the tab that lets you do that. Okay, and that's... I think that covers everything. Everything that we want to say. Okay, well, this is Dean Chills. And HK Kiting. And we're out of here. Yep. See ya. <laughs>